Good morning, class. Hi, I'm Keith Moore, and this is Faith School. Faith School is the place where our spirit is fed, our faith grows stronger, and we learn how to be overcomers. No matter what you are facing or have been facing, the scripture says that God is faithful. He, he won't allow you to have to deal with more uh, than in him you are able to overcome. He will make a way of escape. Hallelujah. What does that mean? There's a way out. You, you may not see it, but there's a way out. There's a way through. There's a way over. And faith is what helps you to lay hold or enables you to lay hold of the way out, the way through, the way over. So uh, join with us. Come on into the classroom with us. And let's pray and release faith that our eyes get opened, our mind and heart gets opened, and we see the way out today. Father, we thank you so much. Nothing's too hard for you. Nothing is impossible. Nothing's too difficult. We ask you to open our eyes. Help us to see the way out, the way over, the way through, the way of victory, the way of light and life. And we purpose to be receivers and doers of what you show us. And that way we know you'll have every right to perform and confirm your word in our lives, to bring it to pass. We say we are yours. We belong to you, spirit, soul, and body. Get glory to yourself in our lives in every way. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Uh, look with me in Hebrews 10 again. We've been in our study on this great faith chapter of Hebrews 11. It actually begins back here in the 10th chapter. And let's look again in verse 32, 10, 32. He says, Call to remembrance the former days in which after you were illuminated, you endured a great fight of afflictions. Some baby Christians are shocked when they are challenged after they become a believer. <laughs> but the Lord never told us you'd, you wouldn't have any challenges. Uh, in fact, we're told the opposite. We're told we have an adversary, an enemy. He's against you. And um, I know it's not nice and it's uh, not fun, but it is fun when you win again and again, yes. right? <laughs> Over and over again, you just keep winning. And it is, it is going to be a lot of fun when you get out of here and you have a lot of reward and a permanent place in the kingdom. Uh, you talk about fun. We're going to find out what fun is. But uh, don't be surprised. That in Peter, he talks about this. Don't, don't think it's strange concerning the trials and concerning the persecution. You, you should know. Be, be on the watch. Know the enemy is trying to mess with you and cause you problems. But you are a God-ordained winner. You are made of God to conquer and overcome. Somebody say it out loud, I'm made to overcome. I'm made to win. Hallelujah, you are. You're, you're, you're geared for it. You're made for it. You're created for it. 
It's in your spiritual DNA, if you will. Every part of your God-created being is, whether you can hear it or not, is saying, win, 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 we win, we win, we win. And if you want to quit, your God-created being says, no, no, we don't quit. We win, we win, we win. Somebody needs to say, I win, I win, I win, I win, I win. And it's not based on what you're seeing and feeling. That's what faith is all about. Um, uh, I used to do some sport fighting years ago. And so the Lord gives me things sometimes with those illustrations. And, and when he, the scripture talks about he always causes us to triumph. And uh, in 2 Corinthians 4, well, let's just turn there. Turn there and look at it. You got time. In 2 Corinthians 4, he talks about, he describes the spirit of, of faith. What is the spirit of faith? Verse 13, 2 Corinthians 4.13 says, We, having the same spirit of faith, according as it is written, I believed, therefore have I spoken, we also believe, and therefore speak. If you never say it, then you don't believe it. Or you don't believe it enough. Because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks, right? Did you know uh, if you got a car, pickup, whatever it is, you could know your car was full of gas without a gauge, without a fuel gauge? Does anybody know it's possible to know? How would you know? Well, you take the gas cap off, is that right? I'm helping somebody here. You put the nozzle in and you pump. And if you pump a couple of minutes and you go, I wonder if it's full. I wonder. Quit wondering. Just pump. Is that right? That's right. Well, I wonder if it's full now. Quit wondering and just keep putting it in. That's right. Keep pumping it in. And there'll come a point where you'll hear some gurgling. Is that right? You'll hear some gurgling. And then if you just keep it full bore, watch out. Is that right? Because in a little bit it's going to go psh. <laughs> It's going to kick back out the mouth. That's right. Why? Because the inside's full. That's right. Oh, come on. Can you see that? And Jesus said, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. How would you know that you got full of the word on something, full of faith on something? Put the nozzle of the word. <laughs> Is that right? In your ear. <laughs> well, I wonder how I'm doing now. You don't have to ask. Just keep pumping it in. Is that right? Well, I wonder if I got enough. Just keep pumping it in. Hearing, faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. And it, when you begin to get full, what will happen? Huh? It'll start coming out of your mouth. You'll start saying it. Why? Because you become persuaded of it. You become excited about it. You become stirred up about it. And when you're full of it inside, it will come out of your mouth. Of course, that's true with bad things, too. Hmm? I, I, I taught a sermon some years ago, and the title was, What Are You Full Of? <laughs> what are you full of? And you can imagine, you could go a lot of different directions with that, right? What, what are you full of? Uh, some people are full of sports. How would you know they're full of sports? Huh? You, if you're around them for 10 minutes, Right? They're going to bring up sports. Why? Because they're full of it. They hear it all the time. They watch it all the time. 
they're full of it, and so it's going to come out of it. Some people are full of romance novels, uh, soap, soap operas. Uh, you know, you can be full of all kinds of things. You can be full of fear. Hmm? You watch too much news, right? Especially the wrong kind. And you're just feeding on all the problems. And all the problems and all the problems, well, uh, how will you know that? You won't be around people very long. They're going to talk about the problems. They're going to talk about what they're watching all the time, listening to. Well, we don't need to be full uh, of soap operas. We don't need to be full of fear. We don't need to be full of junk. We don't need to be full of discouragement. We need to be full of faith, confidence, victory, peace, joy. Where are we going to get that? Not by listening to just anything. Not by watching just everything. Thank God the anointed word will nourish you up, build you up, make you able to lay hold of your inheritance, the scripture said. And as you get full of it, it will come out. And that's why he said, having that same spirit of faith, I believed, therefore I've spoken. We also believe, and therefore we speak. But now, you've got to back up to the 8th verse, or actually prior to that, the 7th verse and more. But you see, he had described the operation of the spirit of faith before he made those statements. In verse 7, he said, we have this treasure in earthen vessels, that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. We're troubled on every side, yet... Everybody say yet. 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 Not distressed. How could you tell the spirit of faith is at work? That somebody is full of faith. Not that they don't have any trouble. It's their response to the trouble. Come on, can you see this? Having faith doesn't assure that you're never challenged. Or you're never tried or that you never have anything to deal with. That's simply not true. We live down here. There's a lot going on down here. You go through this life, you're going to encounter some things. And people around about you are not always going to do the right thing. And so you don't have control over them. And you're going to have to deal with some things. Having faith doesn't prevent you from dealing with uncomfortable, not nice things. What it does do is gives you a different perspective and a different response. This is, this is the language of the spirit of faith. Troubled on every side, yet, yet what? Not distressed. You couldn't tell it by looking at them that they got troubles on the north, south, east, and west. <laughs> you couldn't tell it by looking at them because they're absolutely stress-free. How do you do that? Only by the faith of God and the grace of God, the Spirit of God. But he goes on to say, perplexed. What's perplexed? Perplexed is when you don't know. Maybe you're even clueless about what is going on here. And yet, not in despair. You don't have to be discouraged and despondent because you don't know stuff. Because there are things you do know. Right? We saw that yesterday. Knowing. 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 What in the world's going on? I may not know that, but I know know who's keeping me. I know who brought me through the last thousand trials and tests, right? 
And so I do not have to despair. Faith doesn't despair. Faith uh, doesn't yield to stress. Faith is not distressed. Persecuted, but not forsaken. You're never alone. You know, Jesus said that uh, at, at the toughest hour in his earthly life, right before he went to, to be scourged and, and the cross and all of that. He said uh, to, his, to his 12, he said, all of you are going to leave me tonight. And yet, I'm not alone. Because the Father who sent me is with me. Oh, hallelujah. Is that faith or is that faith? You would think, and that, you know, Peter and some of the other guys, oh man, they thought, no, 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 we will, I will never, Peter got bold, I will never leave you. If the rest of this bunch leaves, I ain't leaving. If I have to die with you, I'm not leaving. He said, mm, for the day's over, you're going to deny me three times. No, 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 no. But can you see what Peter said, what Jesus said? You're all going to leave me. Is that cause to, dis, to be despondent and despairing? After all I did for them. <laughs> and then when I needed something, they left me hanging. Left me high and dry. See, you can get bitter. You can get discouraged. You know? Gave the best 40 years of my life to them. And they just left me and threw me away like garbage. Well, you can feel sorry for yourself and be pitiful and defeated if you want to. But there's another way you could go. I said, there's another way you can go. You can say, well, whatever that is I gave them, I gave it to them. It's a gift. They don't owe me anything, but I'm not alone. Oh, somebody say, I'm not alone. You sometimes Christians say, well, I, you know, I get so lonely, I live alone. No, you don't, honey. You're a Christian. You got somebody who lives with you. You got the Holy Spirit living inside you. You are never alone. He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. He will never let you down. Somebody say, I am never alone. I am never, I'm not alone. You hear people say, well, everybody dies alone. That's a lie. I said, that's a lie. Well, everybody dies. No, no, you don't know what you're talking about. The scripture tells us that he will, the Lord will lead us throughout this life and afterward receive us to glory. When you're breathing your last and you slip out of here, guess who's going to be right there? Right there when you slip out. But people talk about, I saw this bright light. Well, reckon who that was. Yeah. You weren't alone, no, were you? No, no. That's a lie. I'm not dying alone. How about you? No. No, he will be right there. His angel, the angel of his presence will be right there. He will be right there, and he will receive us. He'll take us by our, our hand, the, the psalmist said, and receive us to glory. Oh, praise God. It ought to take away your fear. It ought to just take away your fear. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. That's the spirit of faith. Not that we never have to deal with anything, but that our response is always... I win. Always. And like I said, I used to do some sport fighting. So the Lord, the Lord, I actually saw this in my mind reading this passage one day. I saw a fighter tangled up in the ropes with the 
opponent twice as big as them, pummeling them. And I saw the guy in the ropes, me, <laughs> bloody nose and face. And, and I smiled through it and said, I'm winning. <laughs> I'm winning. I'm winning. And I saw, if you will do that, God will move heaven and earth. He will, move, he will do whatever it takes to get you out of there. And next thing you know, your big enemy that thought he had it done is laying over there knocked out. And you're going, I told you. I told you. I told you. And it wasn't you. It was the greater one that was in you. But you must not focus on what you feel at the moment and get, uh, cast your confidence away. Give up. Quit. Can you see that's what he flows right into in this 10th chapter? The very next thing. Uh, skip back over there, please. Hebrews 10, where he was talking about you're dealing with this. You're, uh, you took it, but verse 35, cast not away, therefore, your confidence, which has great recompense of reward. Does it pay to trust God? Does it, oh man, more than we know, it pays not to quit. You have need of patience or perseverance that after you've done the will of God, you might receive the promise for yet a little while and he that shall come will come and will not tarry. Now the just shall live by faith. Those justified by their, before God by their faith in Christ live by faith. It's not just something you do for a few minutes in faith school. Or for a few minutes on Sunday morning when you go to church or whatever. This is how we live. We open our eyes in the morning in faith. We close them at night in faith. We, we, you, how many think you should drive to work in faith? You better before you get out on that road. Right? You, everything we do, we should do it in faith. In fact, Romans 14.23 says, Whatever is not of faith is sin. Well, the word sin literally means to miss the mark, to miss it. So whatever's not of faith is missing it. If you're not doing it in faith, you're getting off. You're missing it. And it's, it's a wonderful way of life. It's a peaceful way of life. It's a joyful way of life. Lord, deliver us from all these negative folks. Can you say amen? There's so much doom and gloom and prophecy of, of total devastation and destruction. And, and I always talk about what people don't have and what's bad and what's wrong and what they can't do. And that's because uh, these sources are faithless. They're, they're coming from a fearful place, full of fear instead of full of faith. Certainly, this world is anything but perfect. Your performance hadn't been perfect. My performance hadn't been perfect. But that's not what we base our life on. We live by faith. Oh, somebody say, I live by faith. What does that mean? I am always looking up. I'm always looking over. Somebody said, well, that didn't go good. Yeah, well, that's glad we're, we're glad that's behind us then. Look here. <laughs> Here's where we're going. Here's what we're doing. Here's what we're headed towards. And it's right and it's bright. And it's good. Hallelujah. And this is us. And when you're doing that in God, you're not just being 
you know, foolishly optimistic, your faith in God will not be disappointed. Nobody ever trusted in him and was let down, made ashamed, disappointed. Nobody. Never happened yet. He's not going to start with you. Can you say amen? amen? Is it wonderful to live by faith or not? What do you, what do you think? It's wonderful. So if you're not enjoying life, it's because you're doing it wrong. <laughs> you're not doing it right. You've got to quit with the fear. You've got to stop with the depression. Some people are like, what do you mean I can't help? Yes, you can. It's your choice what you think on. It's your choice what you read and watch and listen to. It's your choice what you talk. It's your choice in large measure who you hang around, who you listen to. And because of that, it's your choice what you get full of and what's coming out of your mouth and affecting your life for good or bad. Come join the faith crowd. <laughs> We're a lot more fun. Am I right? We, we are a lot more fun. We're a good bunch. You will enjoy hanging out with us, right? You can start by just coming to faith school every day and then help find some faith friends wherever you are. Faith buddies are awesome. They're just wonderful. And they even have their own code language. You know, you need faith buddies. You need faith buddies because there are times you're stronger in faith and then there are times you're not quite as strong in faith. And there are times you need to just call your faith buddy up and say, hey, they say, hey, faith buddy. Uh, Tell me, would you again, how healed I am? Tell, would you tell me again? They say, healed? Oh, you're so healed. The healed people call you healed. And they start giving you scriptures and, and reminding you. That's what a faith buddy does. They will never agree with you on doom and gloom. They will never agree with you that it's hopeless. They will never agree with you that you are a helpless victim. Now, they'll be touched by the feeling of your weaknesses and firmness, might shed a tear when you're shedding a tear, but they are not going to agree with you that it's hopeless. Hmm? They, won't, they won't, because they would be doing you an injustice if they do. We're overcomers. I said we're overcomers. More than conquerors. Always triumph. That's us. Woo. Glory to God. I ought to preach this just to myself. Don't cast away your confidence. It has great recompense of reward. Uh, you have need of patience that after you've done the will of God, you might receive the promise. For yet a little while, he that will come will come, will not tarry. Now the just shall live by faith. But if any man draw back, then you're, you're letting your faith go. You're casting your confidence away when you're giving up letting go, pulling back, drawing back. If you do that, my soul will have no pleasure in him because without faith it's impossible to please him. But we're not of them. Did you see uh, the writer of this makes a good confession? He says, I'm, I'm not of that bunch. Nor are you, right? We're not. Come on, say it out loud. We're not of those that draw back unto destruction. We're not those that the enemy may devour we're not those that give up and quit and lose everything and get destroyed. We are of those who believe. Oh, you said something when you said, I'm a believer. I'm a believer. I'm not a doubter. I'm an overcomer. I'm not a quitter. We're those who believe to the saving of the soul. Now, this flows right into the next part. Now, faith is, this faith, this un 
unconquerable spirit of faith that he's been talking about is, actually is, the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Let me give that to, to you from some other translations here. It says, uh, the Young's literal says, faith is of things hoped for a confidence. Well, he just got through using the word confidence, what, in verse 35. Of matters not seen, a conviction. These are very, this is a very accurate translation. What is faith? Faith is confidence, and faith is conviction. God's Word translation says it like this. Faith assures us of things we expect and convinces us of the existence of things we cannot see. Assurance, well that's another word like confidence. Convince, that's very similar to convict, conviction. And today's English version reads like this. It says, to have faith is to be sure of the things we hope for. To be sure of what we're expecting and to be certain of the things we cannot see. Now hope has to do with the future. Romans talks about we don't hope for what we already see. Why would you hope? For, but, but what we don't see, we hope for. Or we expect is maybe a more accurate word. And two things you'll see here, that faith is not seen and not yet. Faith deals with the unseen and the not yet. And we need to keep that in mind through all of these things, not said out loud, not seen, not seen. and not yet. not yet. Faith calls those things that be not yet, right? As though they already were. Well, if they already were, you, need to call, you wouldn't need to call them, right? So you know you're not seeing it and feeling it here and now yet. And you don't see the force that would change it or bring it into being. But faith is persuaded that the unseen is real. And what I don't see in out here yet, I will see. Right? Jesus said, what things serve you desire? When you pray, believe that you receive them now. And you shall have them. So you don't have them in your hand yet, but you believe you receive them and you will have them in your hand. Amen. 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 Persuaded of what is not seen and not yet. This is going to take us into a review and a whole other area of this on tomorrow's class. <laughs> We're out of time again. Said out loud, I live by faith. I walk by faith. I overcome this world by faith. I'm strong in faith giving glory to God. You need to come back with us tomorrow. Let's pick up and go into this much more. And we'll see you next time in Faith School. I've got the victory living inside. Thank you for joining us at Faith School. Class is dismissed for today, but you can watch this and other episodes of Faith School free of charge at faithschool.org. For more information, visit our website or call us at 941 941- 
702-7390. 